You're a wizard, Abby! Tomorrow, Sarah Tompkins, and I'm Majaya Shrestha. This week, we continue on our quest to see who wins the Triquizzer Tournament for the cup. We learn about what weighing of the wands mean, and we learn about wand core and wand material some more. Hello, everyone. Hello. This is the 18th episode of the Triquizzard Quizich tournament. We are about to embark on the last set of questions that I will be asking these three lovely Potter Pod hosts. For phase one. Or task what? one. For the, for the first Oh, task, task one. one. Yes, yeah. task one. That's that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. That's real. Yeah. Okay. Well, either. Next episode will be going into Jeopardy style and there'll be a live audience. But Megan will still be our quiz master. Mistress. Yes, I will. Masteress, mistress. Masteress, whatever. Masteress. Um, All right. Uh, okay, so, Sarah and Michael. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, uh-oh. Which, ready? Ready. Yep. Okay. Which house elves does Harry know that work in the Hogwarts kitchen? Uh, oh, Sarah, I think by hair. Uh, Dobby and Winky. Yeah. Good answer. I go, it's you and me for the last one. All right. You ready? I'm ready. This I designated easy, so you guys better oh, shoot. figure it oh, out. Oh, my God. Okay. This makes me even more nervous. <laughs> <laughs> you got this. Okay. Michael Majaya. Who was Harry's date to the Yule Ball? Meaning. Majaya. Padma Patil. <gasps> no. Oh, wait. It's not? Michael. It was um, Padma's sister. Oh, Michael! <laughs> Michael, you have to say her name. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. You can't answer. Is this a phone a friend? If it's, no, I can go it. for half a point. No, you can't. <laughs> um, I'm going to hate myself when you say it. Yeah, you are. That's okay. You got this. <laughs> I know, I don't. You sure? <laughs> yeah. Final answer? Okay. Parvati. 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 Thank you. I was like, stars of the P. What, what, house, what house is Parvati in? Huh? Parvati is No, Padma. What house is Padma in? Ravenclaw. Padma is yeah. in Ravenclaw. Yeah, she is. Not in the movies, which... Well, the movies get a lot of things wrong. All right. <laughs> wow. Well, that was a good good end for me, uh, personally. <laughs> I uh, felt good about it. We are going to go into the next round, and it's going to be very exciting. But for now, we have finished the first task with Bajaya with a narrow lead of 12 and a half points to Sarah's 11 and a half points. And we've got Michael still trying to break those double digits at nine and a half. <laughs> this has been like the best thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> I literally, although, can I, can I tell you, can I tell you, this has been a very wonderful, a wonderful thing. Can I tell you that I took notes and I was literally like, I was taking notes about like the, the like 12 on the Weasley clock is mortal peril and like, (laughs) 
and like and like Fleur's Fleur's dragon was a Welsh green. Crumbs was a Chinese fireball. There were the a number of items forbidden by Filch were. 437. I like, I took, oh I took notes for things that I could so, like rip. Wait, is that? Well, I, I won't you tell took, you because you took yeah. notes of the book that we probably would have set as our questions because in the, in the past, like as the books have gone on, I think we have just flipped pages, which is what I usually do and pick the hardest thing on that page <laughs> i i usually literally i would pick like the heart i would pick like the most random facts from things as i went along in the books that was how i chose things or things yeah. that had numbers associated with it although i yeah. did have i did have the ronsky faint right here i had it written down yeah i also it's such a, a good page one. of notes oh were you both nice. using cheat sheets Is no that None actually notes. so here's the thing oh now michael. i get it now, here's the thing michael none of these other than ronsky faint None of these actually were things that happened. <laughs> like, well, you nobody, don't know. Nobody asked rounds. me. Oh, actually, I lied. I was not involved. I was not involved in this question. But the Wimborne wasps for Luda Bagman. Uh, Bagman mm-hmm. was like one of my one of my notes. But I that was you and Bashaya, not me. Ronsky Fane was the only one that also worked for me. Yeah. So it, wow. they just say That's it five hundred times. Like they keep talking about it. So also, you can't really do a, you can't really do a crib sheet for this because. People have to buzz in so fast. As evidenced mm-hmm, by true. my being B by Bijaya and then getting the question wrong about <laughs> the horses. <laughs> I just uh, realized that if I do, I should win this next. I should win the next two because I'm the only one that dra- can drive back with that cup. Both of you have to fly back with that cup. So, so you should Oh no, but here's lose. no, but Bajaya, when I went to last GeeklyCon and I got I I Michael gave me my my cup as so rightly deserved. I literally had to put that in my carry-on. Like I had stuffed like underwear and like socks into it and around it and like put it into my carry-on on the plane. I mean, should I even bother bringing it? Cuz you know, I'm I'm probably just going to crush it these next two rounds, right? Oh my god. I will punch you. It's gonna be so fun. Megan's gonna be the quiz master again, obviously. I'm really Yay. excited. Last, she last year, apparently already started on the Jeopardy questions and I'm very excited to see everyone who comes to GeeklyCon at GeeklyCon. And thank you for everyone that has uh that again logged on to the yep. live stream. So thanks for everybody that uh, logged on to the live stream. I hope it, we hope that it was enjoyable. Yeah. And, and can't wait to see you guys at GeeklyCon, which happened months ago, but <laughs> it yeah. was it was but, uh, I it was so fun. I'm really glad that blank won. Except <laughs> if it's Michael, then uh, I can't believe that Michael won. <laughs> If it was me, Rude. then yay, I finally won. All right, so here, but Alan can do it. Ready? I'm so glad that Bajaya won. I'm so glad that I won. Ugh, I can't believe uh. Michael won again. <laughs> there, now Alan can put anything he wants in. This uh, is like yeah, choose your yeah. own adventure. No, I love everyone, and thank you. Yes, thank you. And thank you, Megan. You did a spectacular job. Oh, yes. no, thank you, guys. And I it was can't very wait fun. to... Be nervous about you, Jeopardy, and lightning fire question rounds. I cannot wait. I have good questions, so nice. get ready. Nice. All right. Well, nice. thanks, everybody. Bye.
Who even weighs wands? I don't know. Does it matter? Who knows? Yeah. I think we'll it's. I think out. it's. How, I think it's more about how you feel about your wand rather than how much it weighs. Just, just you know, if you feel good about it, then it's good. It's not the. It's not the weight of the wand. It's the motion in your hands. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Harry wakes up feeling miserable. I say it's the motion of the potion, but that's not doesn't <laughs> that doesn't work as well. It's not the weight of the wand. It's how you flick and swish it. Oh, Michael! <laughs> Shit! I'm so mad that you came up with that. <laughs> ah! <laughs> that was very good. Shit! <laughs> You've thrown, him, thrown me off my game. I don't even know what this chapter is about anymore. So Harry wakes up uh, feeling miserable and worried the next morning, as you remember the night before. Um, Ron was like real standoffish with, to him and like wouldn't believe that he didn't put his name in. So he wants to like get up out of bed and like talk and convince Ron, but he finds out that Ron, Ron has already gone down to breakfast, which is weird because they usually do that together. Oh, man. So he, um, gets out of the, his room and goes down to the common room where he's greeted by applause by the Gryffindors that are in there. And he's like, oh, God, like, these people are acting this way. I don't want to go to the Great Hall and get a bigger applause from the rest of the Gryffindors. Gryffindors, Gryffindors. But he probably needs to go eat anyway. So he leaves the common room, and then he runs into Hermione outside of the Gryffindor entrance. And she has brought him some breakfast, and she's like, hey, let's go for a walk. And which he's like, yes, please, because I don't want to go see other people. So Hermione's like, yeah, I totally believe you that you didn't enter yourself, but who done done it? Oh. Yeah, who did it? It's yeah, like- Hermione's like, Hermione's like, you're not that good at magic. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> you suck. You couldn't have he, done it. She definitely knows that he's not that smart. So Harry's like, where's Ron? Like, what's Ron up to? Why isn't he here? And Her- Hermione says, you know, Ron is jealous. It's always you that gets the attention, and he has brothers, like 20 gajillion brothers at home to compete with, and then at school, it's always you. It's always you that gets everything. So, you know, this was one too many times that he's been shunted to one side, and he's just jealous, and Harry's like, I I never asked for this, and he can swap my places with me anytime. I don't want them, blah, blah. And Hermione's like, oh my god, I know you didn't want this. I know (laughs) this. So Hermione also says, tells her Harry to write to Sirius ASAP. And Harry's like, I don't want to. He's already coming down here because of my scar story. And he's gonna get, he's gonna get found. And I don't want that blame on me. Wow. <laughs> really He's right? really lighting up poor Harry this episode. Well, he's like, I don't want him being caught, put on me. Like, Stop thinking about yourself for two seconds. Just say, I don't want him to get caught. Don't say, I don't want him to get caught because of me. It's not about yeah. that's, a good, that's a good point. That's a very good point. So Hermione's like, look, he's gonna, you're a fucking celebrity. This is a huge tournament that hasn't happened in years or decades. He's gonna find out about it one way or another. Don't you want him to find out about it from you and not through the Daily Prophet? And he's like, mm-hmm. oh. Fine, Mom. <laughs> and he goes up to the Owlery, and then Hedwig is mad, too, because he says... Because in the last, um, I think, letter, he uh, Sirius had told him not to use uh, Hedwig anymore because she's all white. Which, I mean, come on, racist much? 
So he has to use one of the school owls, and Hedwig's like, fuck you, mate. And Harry's like, oh, you too? Fine, whatever. And stomps oh, off. man. <laughs> None of his friends are his friends right now. Everything is hard. He's, his life is the worst. But I feel like... I feel like it's like when one one crappy thing happens to you, you know, you you're getting ready in the morning and you drop your coffee on your shirt and then you trip and you fall in the escalator and then then your something like your car doesn't start up and you're just like, ah, you too. I don't know. I feel like his. I feel <laughs> you like have just, also dis uh, not disobeyed me, but hurt stabbed me in the back. Dis- sure. Disappointed, yeah, yeah, betrayed. Yeah, yeah, that's the word. That's the word I'm looking for. So, obviously, things are not going well for him, and then things do not get better for him. So, the rest of the school seems to think that he entered himself and are not impressed. Like, obviously, he knows he'll he's going to get shit from Slytherin, but Hufflepuffs are even cold towards him because they're oh, like, man. look, Hufflepuffs, we don't get anything, and we finally got... Cedric to be the school champion and you're gonna come over here and steal his thunder? You're gonna steal our thunder? No, bro. So How dare you? Yeah. And then Slytherins are more awful to him than usual, but they're like at the Care of Magical Creatures uh, class and Haggard's like, I think uh, the blasted scroots are killing each other because they have pent up energy. Take him for a fucking walk. (laughs) Put the harness around the middle of their body. Take them on a walk. So now those shits are over three feet long and have Ugh. thick grayish shiny armor. And yep. they look like a cross between giant scorpions and elongated crabs. Yeah, But they don't have recognizable heads or eyes. That's what? terrifying. Yikes. Yeah. I don't like that. I think Hagrid also doesn't, they still haven't figured out what they eat either apparently each other maybe they kill each other and eat, i don't know but they said that they they even though they don't know what they eat they've been growing like crazy so hagrid also army. believes harry that he didn't enter himself and he's like everything seems to happen to you and harry's like yeah no shit Hagrid, thanks <laughs> and then things just keep getting worse for harry <sighs> and it, he's like fuck i haven't felt this bad about my life since Book two. <laughs> a year or two. And, but back then, like in the second year Chamber of Secrets time, it was terrible because people thought that he was the heir of Slytherin. But at least Ron was there by his side. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. That's sad. Also, it annoys me that Harry does not give Hermione, like, the kudos for sticking by him. He's just like, I'm at Ron. Like, Hermione's right there. Hang out with her. She's cool. Right. She reads books She's and trying. Shit. So Ravenclaw, he thought that, I mean, Hufflepuffs have a reason to be mad at him, I guess, because he's stealing Cedric's thunder and Slytherins are Slytherins. But he's like, oh, Ravenclaws might be okay with me. And nope, he was wrong. They're also angry at him because he just, he, they think that he wants more fame. Then Cedric even looks I mean, a part of a champion. He's extremely handsome after all. <laughs> ow, ow. <laughs> On their way to potions, he sees that Slytherins are wearing support Cedric Diggory, the real Hogwarts champion badges, but it also flashes Potter Stinks. Ha-ha. Oh, man. That's rough. <laughs> Smear campaign. Um, 
Hermione's like, oh, that's so funny, blah, blah. And Malfoy insults her by calling her mudblood, etc. And then Harry just whips his wand out, not oh. his actual wand. <laughs> his, uh, his magic wand. Well, I guess they could both be magic wands. <laughs> so <laughs> he whips his wand out, and they're, Malfoy and him are both yelling out spells. Harry yells out Fernunculus, and Malfoy yells out Dinsagio. I don't know. Harry's hits Goyle in the face, whose face erupts in ugly boils. And then Malfoy hits Hermione in her front two teeth. Her front teeth start growing like crazy. They've always been bigger, but then they start growing like crazy. And Snape arrives and sends uh, Goyle to the hospital wing. But then when it comes to Hermione, he's like, I don't see a difference. <gasps> that, is that rude super is, is beyond not okay. That's insanely inappropriate. Yeah. He, that's a teacher. Yeah. So she I'm runs sorry. off. Yeah, she, she runs off. And then he gives Harry and Ron detention, but not Malfoy. And he takes 50 points from Gryffindor. So, like, Harry and Ron are both mad. Harry, like, or Ron sits down and, like, flings his backpack. And he's, like, breathing hard and blah, blah, blah. And Harry's like, oh my god, we're both mad about the same thing, so maybe, like, we can bond over this and get things will get back to normal. But, nope, Ronnie, Ronnie, well, Ronnie. Ronnie. Ron sits with Dean and Seamus. And, oh, Ronniekins. And Harry is um, sitting by himself. They're brewing antidotes that day, and Snape is like, oh, I will select someone to poison a test of the antidote at the end of the class. And, like, looks directly at Harry, so he's like, fuck. But then before class is over, Colin Creedy comes down to fetch Harry and Snape keeps going like, all right, come down before like champion duty. And he's like, um, yeah, come down after. And he's like, oh, well, no, they won't be done. But uh, And Snape's just like, okay, get, just get the fuck out of my class. So he's been summoned for the champion's pictures with for the Daily Prophet. No, he's like, just what I need, more publicity. So Bagman explains that before the pictures, their wands are going to be weighed. They have to check their wands for, that are, that the, their wands are fully functional because they're going to be doing, I guess, life-threatening tasks because that's nice. okay for 16, 17-year-olds to do. So Rita Skeeter from the Daily Prophet is there to do a small piece about the tournament. But then she wants to talk to Harry because he's a celebrity, etc. So they go into a broom closet both the movie and the book in this scene is like a little like creepy vibe. I get the creepy vibe from Rita. But anyway. She pulled a young boy into her closet. Yeah, and then Not he's good. like she's like, It's a little snug in here. Yeah. Oh, uh so she Gross. asks if they can she can use the quick quotes quill and he's like, I don't know what that is. So they start talking and just the quill is moving by itself on parchment, and it's just he sees that it's using some flowery language to write up the story. She has all these questions. Like some of them is like, well, you probably shouldn't be asking this, but she's a journalist. She asks like why he did it, and he's like, I didn't. He she's like how he feels about a task, and he's like, I haven't even thought about it. Asks if he can remember his parents, and he says no. Asks how he they he thinks they would feel about this, and he's just like. Piss off. Yeah, and then he looks at the, yeah. yeah. That's like inappropriate, I think. Super inappropriate. And then he sees that the quill is just lying about what he's saying. It says that like when he she brings up his parents, he has tears in his eyes. He's like, I don't have tears in my eyes. And then right when he's saying that Dumbledore opens the door and he's like, Yeah, we gotta do championship stuff or champion stuff. 
and we can't do that if Harry's in here. And then apparently Rita had written a really nasty article about the International Confederation of Wizards Conference in which she called Dumbledore an obsolete dingbat. Oh, that's not nice at all. That's pretty fair, though. (laughs) So That's true. (laughs) The weighing of the wands starts and is conducted by one Mr. Ollivander. Oh, Oh, hey, I know that guy. Yeah. So Fleur has a nine and a half inches inflexible rosewood and the core is a hair from the head of Avila. Her grandmother's. She's part Vila. Wow. Ron was right. Yeah, so he's like, oh, I need to tell Ron. And he's like, ah, shit, I can't. Because he's not my friend right now. So Ollivander thinks that Vila hair makes um, for temperamental wands. But he's like, for each their own, whatever. Cedric's is 12 and a quarter inches ash. Pleasantly springy. And with a single hair from the tail of a particularly fine male unicorn. Aww. Which yeah, nearly fine. born. Yeah, fine. Fine male unicorn for a fine ass dude. <laughs> the unicorn nearly gored Ollivander when he plucked it. Oh, he remembers. Nice. Yeah. Ollivander's like, this wand is in really good condition. He's like, yeah, I polished it last night. And Harry's like, ugh, look at my <laughs> wand. It's full of fingerprints. And then he like tries to clean it really fast and then sends off gold sparks flying, which I think would have been hilarious. <laughs> I don't think they did it in the movie. Crumb's wand is a Grigorovich creation. He It's a hornbeam, ten and a quarter inches, quite rigid, and has a core of a dragon heart string. And then Ollivander obviously remembers Harry's wand, and Harry remembers Ollivander talking about the phoenix feather in his wand, like how it only produced one other feather that went into Voldemort's wand. So he's like, please don't say this to anybody else in this room because he's never, Harry's never told that fact to anyone. Yeah. But Ollivander doesn't say it, so they keep going. So after the weighing, Dumbledore tells them to go down to dinner, um, but Bagman's like, remember the photo? So the photo is like hard because Maxime's shadow is everywhere, and then Rita, uh, the cameraman tries, keeps trying to put Flora in the front, but then Rita keeps trying to push Harry to the front. So he goes down to the Great Hall after the picture. He doesn't find Hermione because she's probably in the library. Then he just goes to the dorm where he runs into Ron and he's like, you got a male buddy, well, former buddy. And then they have detention tomorrow night and then he leaves. He's like, should I go after Ron and yell at him? Or should I look at this letter? He just looks at the letter and Sirius, it's from Sirius and he wants to talk face to face and ask if he can be alone by the fire in the common room at 1 a.m. on November 22nd. And it says... Oh, he wants some night toast. I was going to say, it says bring toast for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) We're both there. Both the same wavelength. Damn it. Beat me to it. So the new things in this is uh, we see... We meet Rita Skeeter in the flesh Mm -hmm. in her quick quotes quill and obviously one wing. From Pottermore, it says that Rita Skeeter was born in 1951. One of her hobbies is to deflate the overinflated egos of mostly politicians mm, with good. her quill. So I have a question. It doesn't really have anything to do with this chapter other than, like, does Ollivander, like, procure all the wad ingredients himself? Like, is that what he does? That's, like, why when, that's why when you said the thing about the unicorn, I was surprised. I would hmm. think that he has, like, a supplier, right? Like, does or he maybe, go out maybe it's and- like. 
Go ahead, maybe it's like a chef where they they get most of their ingredients delivered to them, but then sometimes they go mushrooming, you know, in the forest to get mushrooms for a specific dish or something. Maybe he was just on vacation and he saw a unicorn and was like, going to take advantage yeah, of this. Look at that tail of the unicorn. I want some of that hair. It's ready for plucking. Chasing tail. Chasing tail. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah that's I a good question. Like, that's already said that. I was like, okay. And then he also, I mean, he also, he clearly knows his in, his ingredients well. But I don't think he can. There's so many wands, and it's from so. I mean, does he do a regular? I don't know. It seems that's like how that's, he keeps his costs down. Is that he goes and plucks them all himself? Maybe, maybe locally farmed. And then I was, I had another question after that. I was like, you know, he has like one year probably when he has a rush of clients and i'm sure there are other people that break their wands and have to go get it get a new one but mostly he gets it at the beginning of the school year like right before the school's about to start so does he just like stock up on making wands I feel like it's probably like what I feel like Jansport probably sells all their backpacks in like August and September and sells them slowly throughout the year, but just prepares for those two months when every kid is going to get back to school stuff, right? Right. Kinda like that. But so yeah, he I mean, probably, my guess is he probably just prepares for he knows when Hogwarts is going back to school and then I don't know. He has like such, he's like, feels like everything's been there for a trillion years anyway, so. Yeah, because so he said that. You know, the whole thing about Harry's wand and Voldemort's wand and how the phoenix created, uh, gave one other feather. Like, did he make Harry's wand at the same time that he made oh. Voldemort's wand and that that wand just never chose anyone until, like, the, I'm sure that he has wands that just sit there forever and then, like, it chooses the wizard, like, 50 years after he made it or something. Yeah, I, I, I bet that's what it is. That'd be my guess. Yeah. So, like, maybe he has some years where he has so much surplus that he, he doesn't ever do anything. anything. Yeah. It's not like they expire, I don't think. He just goes on vacation. It's, hey. Sounds awesome. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. Yeah. Thanks for the chapter, Bajaya. Yeah. You're welcome. Good work. It was, it was a good, it was a fun chapter. It was kind of depressing, but because Harry's like, oh, I'm having a bad day. Now I'm having a worse day. <laughs> My friend, I don't have any friends. How many students do you think sign up for go to Hogwarts each year? It's not that many, right? I don't think so. Like fifty. I thought it was like like fourteen to sixteen. No, less than that. Yeah, like ten to fourteen per house each year. I would say maybe eighty students max per year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 20, 20 mats, but usually it's probably less than that that enter, like enter. Can a wizard live off of 560 galleons a year? <laughs> he really he really needs to change the, the the price of his fucking wands. I mean, I guess. I, I mean, I don't know. How much is 560 galleons? That's true. I'm still, you know, the funniest thing is every single time I listen to our podcast, like we bring up the price of wands at least once an episode, <laughs> but it's really baffling to me. Like it, it, it continues to baffle me. It seems so low. It seems so low. Yeah, it's very low. Especially, especially when- like, especially, especially if you're putting yourself in harm's way to pluck a unicorn tail. Yeah, well, also especially because remember that one book, the Quidditch uh, World Cup book was like 30 something galleons. 
I mean, right. let's assume though that he owns the storefront that he that he uses in Di- in Diagon Alley, so he doesn't have to pay rent, but he does have to pay probably utilities. Although maybe he just uses candles, so maybe there's not a lot of like storefront like actual brick and mortar costs. Maybe it's just and he has this. He has the. I don't know how much food costs though. Food mm-hmm. costs probably a lot. Uh, if my calculations are correct, which they he, are, he makes upwards of. Three thousand six hundred U.S. dollars a year. <laughs> <laughs> That's so much money. How does he? How is he? A, he's a, he's like basically a millionaire. It's a very meager. It's a very meager living. But but he also doesn't seem like a person that wants a lot or needs a lot. Yeah, but there's a difference between needing a lot and making three thousand dollars. <laughs> I don't but know. Tell, who knows? If you're Ollivander, tell us how how you live. <laughs> how do you and live? Maybe we can. Yeah, we maybe we can tell you to. Yeah, like Fort, Fortescue, Fortescue's over there laughing, and he's like, "I make three hundred gallons a day selling this stupid ice cream." So. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that was the that was the chapter. Thanks, Julia. Thanks. So guys, yeah. Mm-hmm. This chapter we heard about the weighing of the wands, right? Yeah, we heard about that. When we're weighing wands, what are we thinking about? Because wands are made of different kinds of wood, right? In yeah, my opinion, yes. Your opinion is for once right, Michael. Wands Thank are made you. of different kinds of wood. We have talked a little bit about wands when Harry first got his wand. And we talked a little bit about the cores of them, things like that. Obviously, we know that wands have different length and that can mean different things. But we haven't really talked about what wands are actually made of, which seems like a pretty important point. Especially, like, I was thinking the goblet is made of wood. Wands are made of wood. Hmm. Ollivander has written a lot about wands. He's had a lot of time. Um, and as we have established, we'll establish... He makes almost no money, so he's got to make his money somehow, probably writing an op-ed for the Daily Profit or whatever. Mm. He literally makes thousands of dollars every year. Twos and threes of thousands of dollars. So Ollivander believes that Wandwood has human, almost human powers. These powers relate to the perception of people and its preferences towards people and the the wand casters its mate in particular so he says that every single wand is unique and its character depends on the tree that it came from okay yeah every wand and also every wand will learn and teach learn from its master teach its master so wands come from a very small minority of trees that have wand quality wood obviously Mm. only a minority of people can produce magic and cast magic so it kind of is in that sort of world of very few trees very few people magic it's easier to identify trees that are magical because bow truckles the little tiny little twig creatures tend to nest in trees that are magic they don't nest in mundane trees they don't care about boring trees yeah so if you spot a bow truckle on nesting in a tree you can kind of assume that it is something magical like I said, every wand has 
its own sort of uniqueness. If you go on to Pottermore, they actually have a huge list of different kinds of woods and their different characteristics. I'm not going to go through them all because it is super extensive, but I definitely encourage you to check it out. I did, however, pull out a few specific people to talk about their wands and what they're made of. The first, Mm. obviously, is Harry. Harry's uh, wand is made of holly. Holly is a very rare wood, uh, and it's considered a protective wood, and it is usually owned by people who are trying to overcome a tendency to anger or to being impetuous, shockingly. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, They often choose owners who are engaged in a dangerous and or spiritual quest. Doesn't fit Harry at all. (laughs) <laughs> and they also have very dramatic difference in performance depending on the core. So if you have one core, it could be a pretty tame wand. However, if you have something like a phoenix feather, which is notorious for being a difficult pairing with the wood, it really creates something that's very volatile and sort of conflicting. And in the unusual event that holly pairs with a phoenix feather, which who's ever heard of that? Mm-hmm. It's an ideal match, but nothing can stand in its way. Hmm. So it's a pretty hmm. it's a pretty powerful wand. Hermione's wand is made of vine, which doesn't really sound like a wood per se, except that druids considered any sort of woody stem to be a tree, so vines were very popular with druids, which hmm. kind of makes sense for Hermione, I guess. They're a less okay. common type of wand, and they're usually owned by witches or wizards who have a, who seek or have a greater purpose, a vision beyond the ordinary, or they uh, they think they they you know know them best and these wands are stra- attracted to, s- to very strong personalities but personalities that have hidden depth mm. so that mm. seems to align yeah it seems to align with Hermione that makes sense yeah yeah um, and they also can emit magical effects that you can detect upon entering a room which not many wands give off sort of that magical effect Ron so Ron actually has three wands he had a first wand that was handed down yeah a second wand yeah, which he that- bought and a third one, which he got from Peter Pettigrew, still from Peter Pettigrew. So I did a single oh. wand because hmm. that's the one he bought. So I figured that right. that's probably the one that's maybe closest to actually choosing him because, like I said, wands choose people. Right, right. So his second one is Willow. Willow is also an uncommon wood, but it has uh, healing powers, or it supposedly has healing powers. And the ideal owner of a wand usually has some sort of insecurity that they try to hide. Hmm. Yeah. A lot of confident customers try to have a willow wand because they're actually very beautiful wands, but they're usually rejected. And willow wands try and seek people who have greater potential and don't have a lot of sort of outgoing confidence. In fact, Ollivander's family has a proverb, and that proverb is, he who has the furthest to travel will go fastest with willow. Hmm. So not unlike Ron. That's interesting. So those were our our three, you know, our golden trio. And then I also decided that we should maybe examine, since we're weighing the wands, our Triwizard champions who are competing. Fleur has Rosewood, which is not on the site, so who knows? (laughs) Crum has Hornbeam, also not on the site, so who knows? And (laughs) Cedric has Ash, which is on the site. Ash is usually owned by somebody who's very gifted, but they also have a tendency, like he is extremely attractive. So that's he is. He's gifted. Part. He's gifted in looks and possibly also in magic. Um, oh, not okay. not unlike Holly and Phoenix Feather, the Ash has a very extreme reaction when it is paired with a unicorn uh, oh. as a core. And guess who has a unicorn core? 
Cedric. Um, Our boy Cedric. Yeah, he sure do. And they, so basically there's apparently a lot of like old superstitions that go with wands and the, a lot of these superstitions aren't actually accurate and they, you know, they rhyme and all that stuff and they don't usually work. But this one actually tends to be true of its old sort of folklore. And that is, it says Rowan gossips, chestnut drones, ashes stubborn, hazel moans. Oh, okay. Ash is a very stubborn wood. Um, it is usually hmm. owned by stubborn people. They're usually owned by people who are not easily swayed in their beliefs or purposes. That's interesting. That said, the owner may be stubborn, but they are usually very courageous and never crass or arrogant. Hmm. Sounds yeah. like Cedric. Yeah, so I mean there's a lot of you know, obviously the a lot of this is is, you know, Ollivander says, you know, this is just what I've noticed and this is what people have noticed in many years but each each wand you know not only does a wand choose a wizard but the wood is very particular to that wand and yeah. in choosing the wizard so it's kind of it's kind of cool so you should check it out see what maybe if you take your Pottermore quiz and find out which wand you have you should see what the wood that you have means yeah it's not just the wand core it's the wand wood also mm-hmm. and actually it seems like yeah. the, wood, the wood actually maybe has a little bit more of a very particular influence yeah. right there's so many different kinds of wood as opposed to just like three like, major wand cores right. for hogwarts yeah. for hogwarts Ollivander. yeah, yeah. Uh, for Ollivander, yeah. exactly and you know the combination really says a lot so yeah. right yeah is there any is there anything about the the like flexibility of the wands because i feel like they always talk about that like yeah. oh this one's springy and this one's this yeah. one is like not flexible at all yeah, there is, um, and it has to do with the length as well. So basically, the the length and the flexibility do actually tend to influence. Well, first of all, they you know it's said that like a longer wand will suit a taller wizard better. So it kind of you know expands with the actual person, their actual size. But mm. they also say that you know, neater wands, so ones that are more elegant and small actually have a neater and more elegant refined turn like refined sense of spell casting. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, most wands range from nine to fourteen intri- inches. I mean there are smaller ones and there are bigger ones, but those tend to be outliers. Short wands usually tend to like shorter than the the traditional nine inches, like so eight inches and smaller tend to be lacking in character. Although many uh, many small witches and wizards do actually choose to use those, so the flexibility and rigidity, if you will, uh, mm-hmm. they talk about like sort of the ability to adapt and the wand's willingness to be possessed by an owner. Again, that could be dependent upon the actual wood and the owner and the core. So it really just ha- comes down to the wand choosing the wizard and the wizard's technique. So yeah, so I mean, like it doesn't really actually say what flexibility does in terms of spell casting, other than when things mm-hmm. are more flexible, they tend to be less, you know, sort of neat and elegant. But again, the spellcaster could be very good at spell casting, and so that kind of renders it negligible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. that's super interesting. Yeah. Thanks, so, Sarah. Yeah, so definitely the wood and the core play a lot more into it than the length and the flexibility of it. Right. Yeah. And their interaction. And their interaction. That's also everything nice. that she said. So. Oh, goodness. Yes. That was good. I'm a, I agree. Thanks, guys. 
Hopefully, thanks, thanks your ones seem to fit you. Yeah. Good night. Bye. Good night. Hey guys. Hey. I got a Yo. really beautiful group of people to thank this week mm-hmm. for all of their help in supporting us, particularly in Kickstarter, but always, just always there is emotional support. So this week, let's thank Seth Fielding, mm-hmm. Matthew Morris, my best friend, Michael mm-hmm. Racquino, Michelle mm-hmm. Cohe, Nicest person alive. Yeah. Paul Kim. Hi, Paul. Matt McCarthy. And Matt Melma. We'd also like to thank Molly McBreen, who is a a wonderful and beautiful person. What a good group. Man. Perfect group. Such beautiful people. A lot of Matthews. A lot of uh, That is a Matthew Matthew heavy group. We got Matthews, we got Michaels, we got Michelle's. Seth and Paul, I don't know. I don't know what you're thinking, not coming with an M name, but we do love you all very much. But then, but maybe think about changing your name to an M name. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Meth Fielding and Mal Kim. Mal <laughs> and Meth. Nice. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you, everybody. us for You're a Wizard, Harry. Our editor is Alan Matthews. Our artwork was done by Jesse Carlton, and our music was done by Sean Fagan. I know you want to help us out, so why don't you head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. And also, send us an email so we can talk to you. Um, you can do that by emailing us at potterpod at geeklyinc.com. Hey, I know you all want to keep talking to us, so find us on Twitter at potterpod. I'm Michael, and you can find me at Thrifty Nerd. I'm Sarah, and you can find me at Her Lady Tompkins. And I'm Bajaya, and you can find me at Ethnic Ninja. This week, we continue our quest to see who wins the twi- <laughs> <laughs> We continue Mowage. our quest. Mowage brings us together today. So this happened because I was watching like Chop the Kids Edition and <laughs> sure. no, 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 there was a kid in it who was love. like uh, he was she was like ten or twelve, obviously because she's competing in that competition. But she had a really, really bad speech impediment where she would talk like that, and I've been Aww. like telling people about it and like talking like her. So apparently, this is karma. Yeah. <laughs> also try try twi- also say. Also, saying try and wizard together makes you say twizzard. Twizzard. <laughs> try wizard. Wand uh, material. Ah, shit. What are we learning about? Wand wood. Wand wood. Woods for wand. That's not good. <laughs> I think you nailed the first try. Let's just move on. <laughs> We're going to keep going. Do you think it's okay? Do you want to do it one more time? Yeah, okay. Do do shit. <laughs> this is where we live. Now. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I like that um, Alan has been um, mixing up the... um, Musica. Yeah, music. He's a good boy. Him good boy. 
Him good boy. And You're saying you like it better when he does it than when I do it. <laughs> and oh, and I, I can't I agree with you more because I also I like it a, I didn't a want lot to come better. Out and say it, but um. welcome everyone. I'm Megan. I'm not usually supposed to be here. <laughs> you are supposed to be you've here. You've been here for a you've, you've been here the past seventeen episodes. This is the eighteenth episode Just, you've been on, Megan. Just guys, just let me do this. <laughs> okay. Look at this friggin' dog. Look at him. Is he asleep? Look at this dog. Just just look at him. Just look at him. He's he's completely he upside down. Is he asleep right now? Yeah, he's just snoozing. That means Carry he's... you alive. Oh, don't wake him up. <laughs> that means he's very comfortable. Yeah. That means he is a very sweet boy. That means that he's very comfortable with you, though, because he's willing to yeah. put him, make himself vulnerable. Uh, we are very, we are very good pals. Us, me, me and oh, me and Oh, we're still recording, are we? Yep. Um, okay. You're welcome, Alan. Thanks, Alan. <laughs> Sorry about that. Michael's yeah. dog is cute. I'm going to stop. Are you stopping? 